you are listening to Speaking with One Voice with Pastor Rodney Payne. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or would like to be a guest on the show, please email us at rpayne at onevoiceinc.org. That's rpayne at o-n-e-v-o-i-c-e-i-n-c dot o-r-g. Or you can simply search for us on Acast, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Just look for Speaking with One Voice. Hello and welcome back everybody to this week's podcast. Hi, I'm Rodney Payne, your host, and you are listening to Speaking with One Voice. That's right. This is our weekly podcast and and thank you so much for continuing to listen, continuing to subscribe, uh, like, share, and we need your ratings. If you're being uh, benefited by this podcast, I want you to go out and give us some ratings. We'd like to increase the popularity of this podcast and help as many people as possible. Uh, This week, I do want to highlight for you a couple of offers. Uh, I want to make sure that you get your hands on our most recent book that we've published called 90 Days of Believing God, the devotional and journal. And this week, I want you to stop by our website, uh, onevoiceinc.org, O-N-E-V-O-I-C-E-I-N-C.org. And there, you can pick up not only the devotional and journal, but you can also pick up the original book, 90 Days of Believing God. You can get the two together in a package deal for $25, for $25. That's two for $25. Normally, they're $15 a piece, so it's a little bit of a savings there for you, and we'd love for you to get that in your hands. It works great as a, a process to improve yourself and to grow your faith. It also is a great resource for small groups. And you know what? If you'd like me to come out and teach your group or have a meeting with you about it a little bit, uh, we can set that up at our site as well. And then the other thing I want you to do is I want you to take responsibility for growing yourself. Uh, John Maxwell says, to grow yourself, you have to know yourself. That's the law of awareness. And uh, so what I'm offering is I'm offering you uh, a a DISC uh, assessment. It's a behavioral uh, profile assessment that will help you to know yourself better. I know you may have taken many uh, assessments along the way, but I believe this one, uh, the John Maxwell Certified DISC Assessment, is is going to help you in a different way uh, because uh, of it, it takes two or three perspectives and looks at them. And also by signing up and getting yours today, you will get a 30-minute virtual debrief with me, and I'll help you navigate your process to better understand how you're wired and how you function and how you best function, and also how to catch your blind spots, things that may uh, you may do uh, unknowingly to yourself, but but everyone else picks up on it to help you have the best opportunity to advance. There's so much I can help you with there. So again, stop by our website, uh, click on that uh, DISC assessment, get that set up, and we'll reach out to you. We'll get your uh, debrief set up, and, and you can begin uh, knowing yourself better, which means ultimately you will then go on to grow yourself. So let's let's jump into this week's broadcast. I, I, I've got a, a topic I'm really, really excited about. As you know, we look to cover different types of topic. We, we do leadership. We do, we do marriage. Um, we, we do family. We do some, some Christianity, some, some uh, religious topics. Well, today, I, I want to take a, a current event that's going on right now in the world, and I want to bring this current event to you in a way to help you, in a way to grow you, in a way to, to uh, enhance your life experience. Today, I, I want to call the, this, this podcast The Great Comeback. That's right, The Great 
comeback. Now, as we look uh, over this past weekend, uh, if you are at all into golf, those who know me know it's a great pastime for me. I really enjoy the game. I'm not very good at it, but I, I love to play, love the challenge, love the, the time away, love being out there in the open air and just having a great time. Well, uh, this past weekend, uh, Tiger Woods, we watched Tiger Woods uh, accomplish an amazing feat by winning his 15th major tournament uh, in the Masters. We all know, if you know anything about golf or Tiger Woods, uh, the Masters is his pride and joy. It's the it's the tournament where he, uh, when he won his first major, it was it was the Masters. And when he won it, his father Earl was still alive, and he he met him coming off of the 18th green, and they have an embrace that is is captured in pictures in this picturesque place called the Masters, and just a wonderful experience where he and his father have felt like they have made the first step in a journey they've been on for a long time, and and this this photo. It changed so many people. And then here we are just a, a week ago, and, and Tiger Woods comes off that same 18th green. His father now being deceased. His mother was there. Um, his daughter and his son was there. And he picks up his son. He embraces him as his father embraced him. So uh, in looking at that, it was just an amazing, amazing moment uh, for me to watch. And 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 as I think about this whole thing, uh, society is is calling this uh, the great comeback. They're looking at at Tiger's failures, challenges, flaws, uh, faults, and and they're looking at he's overcome all of these things to get back to a place where they 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 knew him from before. But but as I thought about this. Uh, the great comeback. I've got three things I want to look at today, and 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 hopefully we can help us uh, in our life. Um, why why is it why is it considered a, a great comeback? Why would someone call uh, uh, the? It's a great accomplishment, yes, but why a great comeback? Well, in order for something to be considered a great comeback. Uh, there had to be a great fall that preceded it. So we wouldn't be looking at this as a great comeback. We would be looking at it as a great accomplishment had Tiger not had what we call some very public great failures. Um, and I am not going to go back and revisit the failures because I don't think they're as significant uh, that we cover what the failures were, but rather that we learn from the fact that that yes, he did have some great failures, and for that, I believe we can all kind of parallel ourselves in that same type of scenario where we've all had some things or something or some things that we're not very proud of that that really don't define who we desire to be, but yet and still we found ourselves in some precarious positions and and and, and what we might what might be considered by some or even the masses, if you will, a great fall. See, with a great fall, uh, it comes great disappointment. I mean, um, I, re I recall Tiger early on apologizing for what he was going through, and he apologized to his family. He apologized to his sponsors. He apologized to his teams. He apologized to the world. He apologized to the game of golf. Uh, it, he was so disappointed, and, and he felt like he had disappointed so many people that he was accountable to or that he owed an explanation but beyond 
what he did for everyone else, he also acknowledged how he had disappointed himself. See, many times it's not the fall, it's not the transgression, it's not the, the slip up or, 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 or the incident. It's really how you respond to what happened in the incident. Now, now, please don't misunderstand. There are things that we go through that we're going to have to uh, just just take it, take your medicine and deal with the process. But at the end of the day, um, it, it, it did hurt those people. Those people were uh, disappointed in Tiger, but Tiger was also disappointed in himself. Now, there were millions and millions of people worldwide who took liberty to express themselves and to share their disgust for Tiger and his failure. But nobody was willing that I can see or recall to put their own resume, bio, and or rap sheet on the screen as they were talking about his failure. So, so while it's easy to look at someone else's situation, uh, I don't see a lot of people willing to go out and, and do a, a hole for hole, shot for shot comparative based on how well they've done or how well someone else has done as it relates to failures. Typically, we reserve our failures for private and we commentate on those public failures of others. Well, what I want you to know on today and the great comeback is, is that everyone is coming back from something. Uh, there is no one that lives a, a life of success that does not first have failures. As a matter of fact, it's been scientifically proven through research that most, uh, uh, not most, but a large percentage, if you will, of millionaires have either failed bankrupt, uh, filed bankruptcy or have had failed businesses. So you're going to fail in this life in many areas. Now, I know that we like to look at a business failure uh, differently than a moral failure, differently than a, a family failure, but, but typically all of these components are somehow interwoven together to create this great disappointment or this great failure. But I want you to know that Everyone is coming back from something, whether it's an injury, whether it's a failure, whether it's a flaw, whether it's a fall, everyone is always coming back from something. Very few people get to live on top of the world and never see the bottom. Very few people get to live on top of the world and, and never experience the bottom. So so it's called a great comeback because he had a great fall. Uh, how about you? Have you had a great disappointment? Have you had, matter of fact, things that have happened uh, in your entrepreneurial journey or in your family journey that have challenged you, that have that have set you back, that, that you maybe have never recovered from? I know many people who have bad experiences that they never recover or never get over these experiences. They are challenged for the rest of their life with these experiences. Well, well, I'm telling you, uh, you've got to deal with these things and understand that it's, just, it's considered great because it creates great disappointment, but everyone falls. But but let, let me move on to an, another side. I, I kind of touched on this briefly earlier. Let me come back and revisit this. Um, we know it's considered a great comeback because it was a great fall, but, but my question is, who gets to decide what a great fall really is? Who gets to decide what a what a, a, a great fall really is uh, or a great comeback? Who who gets to determine that? I know we started uh, this particular podcast with a, a story of Tiger Woods, but let's let's look beyond Tiger and let's look into your own life. Who gets to decide uh, if you've fallen or or if you've uh, had a comeback or or how long do you have to suffer before you can be forgiven or or when do you earn the public's uh, approval of what you're doing again? Uh, just, I'm, I'm just curious. So, so um, 
who gets to decide your situation? Is, is it your critics? Maybe it's uh, your naysayers. Uh, maybe it's simply onlookers who don't have any skin in the game, so to speak, but they, they're ready to judge you. So they get to decide how far you've fallen or what you get to do. I truly believe that everyone is answerable to someone, but everyone is not answerable to everyone. I need to say that again. Everyone is answerable to someone, but not everyone is answerable to everyone. Not everyone gets to decide how low you have to go or how high you get to uh, rise up after it. No one gets to, there there are certain people that have the right. Uh, There are people that you have failed. There are people that you have disappointed that you owe a responsibility to make it right with them. But at the end of the day, not everyone gets to decide. What I, I've learned in, in, in living life and coaching leaders and training people and just uh, watching people who are very successful, uh, some at a distance, some very up, up close, is that it seems the more successful they become, the less, uh, the less attached they can be to what everyone says. In other words, if you're easily swayed by what others say, then you can't handle the pressure that comes with being very successful because you have people who will never know anything about you, don't know you personally, have have derived an opinion of you based on what they've seen or heard, probably hadn't taken the time to research you, but they judge you and condemn you based on whatever set of facts they've decided they're going to use in deciding uh, how you are, who you really are. And many people don't succeed because they're too busy listening to someone who really doesn't have a vote in their success or failure. What what I want you to understand is that when you find yourself in a fallen position, when you when you find yourself in the middle of a failure, when you find yourself in the middle of shame, I want you to look around and see in the middle of your shame who's still standing with you, who's still standing beside you, not condoning your failure but rather not condemning you either. So so they don't condone what you did, but they never leave you. Listen, those who never leave, they are your team and they get a vote. They have a right to know what's going on with you because they've paid the price by never leaving you. See, your your team, they will never leave you. Your team will always be beside you. Too many times we're trying to impress the masses while abusing our team. So it becomes critical that we understand that your team gets to decide this process because they're going to be with you at the highest of highs as well as the lowest of lows. I just want to throw this in for someone. I have a couple of people in my life who I have given the right, the authority by relationship to, to let me say it like I want to say it, to check me. They, they can say whatever they need to say to me. They can say, listen, Rodney, you're, you're wrong here, buddy. Oh, what are you thinking here? Why would you go this route? Uh, talk to me because what you're doing is not making sense. But the reason they can do that is because they're not just there to celebrate the good times and they don't leave me in the bad times. And they're truly looking out for my best interest. And those relationships are always healthy when they're a two-way relationship. I can speak into their life just like they can mine. When you have one-way relationships, that doesn't cost one person as much as it costs the other. 
See, exposure costs you. So you got to be careful who you let decide how good you are, how bad you are, or whatever the case may be. You got to be careful who you let decide uh, uh, if you're a, a failure or fallen or if you're or when you're a comeback. I mean, you, you got to ask the question, uh, did it take Tiger from his, his last major victory until this major victory to come back? Or was he always working in a process and progressing or, or what was going on? See, we only like to think about the limelight moment. Listen, I'm almost out of time. Let me let me catch this real quick. Why is it considered great? Because there was a great fall. Who gets to decide? Those who are in your inner circle and on your team and those whom you've offended personally, you owe them a response. But but now my question is now what? Now what? So Tiger is at the pinnacle of golf. He's won a major. Uh, he's three away from taking Jack Nicholas by storm and taking the record. What now what? Now, what? Well, uh, what's going on right now is he's experiencing what I call the joy of the comeback. When you get back to a place that you longed for, that you once tasted, and now you're back, oh man, that's a time to be excited, a time to stand on top of the mountain and celebrate all the hard work, agony, suffering, and pain and loneliness you went through. Because on your crawl back to the top, or your crawl back to prominence, or your crawl back to your dignity, you had to go through some low, low places and struggle. You had to go through phony and fake relationships. Relationships. You had to do all kinds of things just to keep yourself from going crazy. And sometimes you did a good job of that and other times you didn't. But I know that now he is celebrating the joy of the comeback. But the joy of the comeback, I guarantee you something else he's doing is he's reflecting on the process. See, when you go through the process of a rise and then a fall and then you rise again, I, I dare say the second rise is, 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 is more uh, intense for you. It's more, it means more. It's more purposeful for you because you had it once and you saw it slip away and you had to go back and get it and you know it was more difficult to get the second time than it was the first. If we just continue to use our tiger illustration, he was young on his climb up. He had no injuries. His body uh, was cooperating with him. After he had his major situations, his body uh, failed him. He had four or five or more surgeries on this body. He has a fused back. He had things to overcome that he never had to fight before. So he's remembering the process. And I think the significant part about remembering the process is that when you have what we call a great comeback, you will fight harder to keep it. I, you'll fight harder to protect it. I remember uh, going through some things in my life and when I overcame those things there are things that I just will not let get in the way of those types of things again because the comeback was too hard. I had to fight too hard. I had to fight too long. So now what? Listen, when you get back to your place where you know you're supposed to be, enjoy the journey. Celebrate the moment. Go, go have a great time with your close inner circle and celebrate the comeback and then reflect on the process. Remember what price you had to pay to get back to your rightful position. Don't ever forget the process. And when you remember the process, now you'll be motivated to keep fighting to protect this great comeback. I want you to know today there's a great comeback in you. Don't give up. Don't stop fighting. Don't think your ship has already sailed or this time has already passed. I want you to keep fighting, keep fighting, keep fighting so that you can celebrate your great comeback. Where will it be? Will it be your marriage? Will it be your family? Will it be your career? Will it be uh, your business? Whatever it is, don't forget 
to keep fighting to protect it. Listen, thank you for joining me today. I'm Rodney Payne, your host of Speaking with One Voice. It has been my pleasure to hang out with you once again. Don't forget to like this, share this, help somebody else, and please take time to go and rate this podcast. We want it to gain popularity and we need your help because we are trying to help as many people as we can along this thing we call life's journey. Don't forget our special offers this week. We've got both books, 90 Days of Believing God and 90 Days of Believing God, the devotional and journal for $25 at our website. And you can also sign up for your disc assessment that comes with a bonus uh, 30-minute debrief on your rating. You can get it on our website for $99, onevoiceinc.org, O-N-E-V-O-I-C-E-I-N-C.org. You want to shortcut, do a slash leadership, it'll take you right there. And we look forward to seeing you next week on Speaking with One Voice. Thank you and be your best you now and go get your great comeback. Make it a great week. You've been listening to Speaking with One Voice. Please remember to follow me on Instagram at Pastor Rodney Payne, on Twitter at Pastor R. Payne, and Pastor Rodney Payne on Facebook. Remember to hashtag Speaking with One Voice on any of your posts. We appreciate you liking and sharing this podcast to help us grow this opportunity. Thank you so much and make it a great day.